0: Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Today I'm stoked to finally share my chat with John Ladd. John was in 710 Split, and he currently has a new project called Courage to Your Heart, as well as his merch company Terminus Tees. John talks about his musical upbringing, signing with Screaming Giant, being courted by major labels, and transitioning out of music and into merchandise. John came prepared to tell his story, and I think listeners of this podcast will dig it. So sit back. Relax and enjoy this week's chat with John Ladd. just hang out. Awesome, man. Did you grow up in Atlanta?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, actually yeah. I grew up my whole life within um, twenty miles of where I live right now. Um but I've been everywhere because of the touring stuff. Yeah and, uh, and business stuff. But yeah, I mean um right outside of Atlanta there's a town called Marietta and there's um it's like a little town square. It's so weird how close it is to Atlanta but it feels not far away, but you can get to Atlanta in 15 minutes, 18 minutes from our town. So we were always in Atlanta hanging out, but Marietta back in the day, we had actually all the the clubs that all the tooth and nail bands would come play at and stuff where it was in Marietta more yeah. than it was Atlanta. So that was a lot of kids would come to Atlanta. I mean, to Marietta from
0: Atlanta to hang out. Nice. That's rad. I've been to Atlanta once. I've driven through Atlanta a lot. I've only been there once. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: crazy because of the, back in 1996 they had the Olympics, so they didn't plan the city very well. <laughs> so <laughs> you you'll drive. Everybody always talks about being on a peach. There's 900 Peach Street streets of some kind, and then you'll drive in one, and it'll just end. And it'll be like you pick up like four miles down the road. Yeah. So um, yeah. So my first my first job out of high school was a a career back then, and I, I it didn't we didn't have GPS back then. We just had I had a beeper, was that and a big green Georgia map. that I was at, so um, it would tell you go to Peachtree, whatever. I'm like, oh, that should be around the corner. But 20 minutes later, I'm still trying to find the place. You know.
0: What got you into music?
1: Man, I, I what got me into music. Really was um, so strange. I remember uh, listening to albums and and and, um, and just imagining what would it be like doing that i mean like like I, remember I grew up uh listening to like petra and like one bad pig and like <laughs> all these these things my parents would allow me to have because we did definitely grew up in the church scene growing up and and, and just thinking man like i want to go see petra live and i was just like oh, I, I can you know uh, i was really young though you know like, it was like something like dc talk would play a petra back then like back right. they, styles of band, you'd see a, a rep band playing with um with uh, kind of like this glorious metal band and <laughs> I was just like and then so, you know through the church scene kids started showing you know stuff like uh, I remember getting mortification which was like an old death metal Christian band and then and then um my mom threw away my Green Day CD and then <laughs> a kid at the church gave me a poking at you an experience goes, this is the replacement for that and I'm like that that seemed like how the ccm kind of world was they always said the replacement band
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like if you like if you like this band, then you like mxpx or whatever you know what i mean so yeah. it was like the the, the christian substitute but then I, then I paid attention i was just having this conversation with one of my employees here at my shop and i said like tooth and nail was one of those labels that I thought was ahead of their, they had, they were finding sounds, you know, I was talking about an old band called Joe Christmas there from around here, from Marietta, um, the guy named Ryan Weaver, he ended up being like spud gun and world against world and all these other semi-known bands in that scene. Now he owns a tattoo shop. So then people go get there. We got a couple tattoos from him. So so it's like, (laughs) it's an interesting thing. How many bands came out of this area and even we all know each other still, no matter what we're doing, you know, aside from a, there's a man on solid state called Wardlord, and now the guy's down the street making um, like illuminated signs, like open yeah. style, but really cool. Like he didn't pretend, for, but he made, I think the sign for Ryan's tattoo shop. Nice. So and he's making like a one for our Terminus, my company Terminus now that I started. So, so it's weird. It's like, we all kept in touch <laughs> of like, you know, what everybody's doing and still yeah. work together. You know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. It like seems like a big pool when you're young and then like, as you're old, it's so small, and you're just like, oh, you know that person, you know, oh, we're all friends now, and like,
1: yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, yeah, it's seeing you know, everybody, it's all the same conversations. You remember when this happened, and then, yeah, all the different, you know, talks about local stuff that happened all the way to the, in the Christian scene. You know yeah. what happened with. Them. So yeah, it's it's cool. Always have that nostalgia kind of in your back pocket, you know. Yeah, yeah. And in, in our local bar, there's so much old music we listen to. And those, like, you know, the like, where you go in your app, app and you choose what you want to listen to. So we'll just, somebody will sit there, we'll just be talking, and someone will sneak in like a Huntington song. in the middle, we're like, who's playing the Huntington or who's playing Slick Shoes out of the, you know, when everybody's trying to listen to like Wizzo and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. There's
1: <laughs> these old punk rock kids in the corner listening to old Value Pack out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. That's yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. When did you uh, start playing in bands?
1: Start playing the bands? Um, probably. I think this happened to a lot of people back then. That was in this, the Christianish scene where we were asked by, okay, first of all, I went to an independent Baptist school. Um, so Shiloh Hills Christian school. We had a, Song on our second album, or second bigger album, or whatever. No, our second album. It was called "The Battle of Shiloh" was one of our songs, mm-hmm. and there's some like that was a Civil War war here in the South, and is also the name of the school. Um, so there, there's some there's some double entendres in that song, kind of talking about my experience growing up in the in the Independent Baptist. And Independent Baptist is like so strict that the regular Baptists are like, Dude, you got to settle down, you got to get out, <laughs> you know. So it was so intense and so we were like well we want to start like a band and they're like well what you guys you know me and my friend ec and he's been my best friend ever since that school till now like me and him still hanging out all the time we were like let's play some music and then they were like well why don't you be like the worship band for the chapel or something like that or we like you know and then we did a, that a few times and they were like no there's drums you can't have drums in the church you can't have mm-hmm. you know they, they were really strict on a lot of those things so we ended up still playing on the side and um <clears throat> and eventually we had a couple we had, we had other names you know when you're a kid you're trying to figure out what's what you're doing and not the same members because you're in high school but yeah. as soon as uh we got high school was done uh we called it 17 split and me him and another guy dan that i knew from uh, another high school i went to uh we we made a demo and instantly something to screaming giant records and like was signed a couple of weeks later or something yeah. it was like so fast like wow and so and then we recorded we recorded the album in a studio here in Atlanta and that came out before the end of the year so or something like that. so it was, it was you know it was a pretty quick process you know from really it was about ec graduating high school because he was two years younger than I me and Dan so we were still playing on the weekends and stuff until he got out but it's like as soon as he got out like that that was it we were touring and um from around 2000 uh, no around that time in 1999 till uh 2005 or so i pretty much we pretty much toured non-stop wow. i remember change dan left the band eventually um and we were you know jump way in the future we eventually were on new school records and we just kept touring you know even the i, I, tell people all the time, the, I got married in one of the years <laughs> we 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 toured nine months out of my first year of marriage wow. I was like, oh, but my wife was always so supportive I mean she's been around you know since we were you know teenagers yeah <laughs> so, yeah
0: so, so she knew I wanted to do the band stuff until cool. did the name seven ten split come from
1: so that's one of those things and, but it's funny first of all, we wanted there's multiple opportunities at times where we' were like should we change the name because because like, it's because it, it came from it's a bowling term, yeah. The ball, but w- the reason we chose that is we were um we used to love all the Fairley Brothers movies, you know. there's there was one called Kingpin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At the end, when Bill Murray and um what was his name, um the main guy in the movie, I forgot his name, but
0: anyway, the, the, Woody Harrelson,
1: Woody Harrelson, yeah. yeah I remember uh, Bill Murray's like had a like, come over. It was like all swirled like. <laughs> and crazy and somebody got a 17 split and then announcer was like oh no it's the dreaded 17 split and we were like oh that sounded cool you know like just the way he said that and we're like we should put that as a sample in the cd and then we could run we just forgot the sample. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh that's where the name kind of came from it just i don't know we just kind of ran with that yeah uh, but yeah there was multiple times we were like but our music was interesting because it was like like we we love the metal stuff. The original guy Dan he liked more thrash than, uh, metal stuff. Me, he liked, like no effects and like more the melodic, that fat record style punk stuff. Yeah. So and then the hardcore stuff too. Like we liked all that too. So it was kind of we were mixing. We weren't afraid to mix all that stuff together. It's funny nowadays here in bands like Four Years Strong and like they to Remember and yeah like not their formula is a little different than ours but but, but still we we, we kind of i felt like we were one of the first ones to kind of do that right
0: know?
1: yeah three-part harmonies one second and then a full breakdown the next you know but the but we realized that the people loved it because the dynamic change you know like like you didn't the kids would go crazy at our shows it was nuts um we were just watching videos yesterday kind of preparing for this today i was just kind of like doing some. Nostalgia, watching all the little videos that we had. <laughs> I was like, dude, how did people not go to a hot? Like, their kids were getting the <laughs> crap out of each other when we were playing and stuff. And it was just like, that's what kids went to shows to do and get really excited about going to shows. Yeah.
0: You know?
1: They're like, I mean, th- there were kids that were like, we heard you were coming to our town, so we went to Hot Topic, bought your C, and learned as many songs as we could before you got here. Yeah. Like, like I can't, I haven't heard kids talk like that since then you know what i mean and it's just the kids are so hungry for good music back then because there wasn't youtube and there wasn't spotify in their pocket you know yeah so you you learned everything from your friends really yeah or what the diamante posters said like <laughs> if mean, you ever oh, remember that oh
0: no, yeah i remember those or you just buy everything from a label like a, a yeah. reputable christian label or whatever like you'd be yeah. just like all right well i know screaming jack puts out should i like so i yeah we'll buy all of it
1: <laughs> yeah screaming jay was so so crazy he, he would um he would he would, he would just sign bands just because like it's, this a guy named kendall he's really, he owned that show g-rock and yeah. TDM, and like really a lot of people were, they were like what is really going on over there all he did he was like a landscaper in southern california and from what i picked up because we went on job sites with him a few times when we were out there saying that and he was like installing like wealthy people went palm trees. That's like, that's all he did. He was like, cool. I'll deliver 10 palm trees and they're twenty $20,000 each. So boom, let's, let's go record an album.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that's literally the like, guy was just like delivering palm trees so we could be punk rock and make albums. So that's, that's, that's what cool. it was. And so we, would, but then he'd be like, Oh, I just signed a rap band and I just signed a hip He would just sign people he thought were cool, yeah. but he was much older than all of us. You know what I mean? But he, he's a very nice guy um but then uh, they i don't even know why that label stopped honestly we, no one got dropped it was like kind of like everyone was just like i think everyone just got dropped because yeah. they stopped being whatever it was i think the tvn dropped g-rock from you know or something and maybe that was the reason i don't really know i no one ever told me but so we were just like well, what do we do and we were just kind of touring around and we started writing uh music and at that time those first two albums on screaming giant records had dan in the band um now on the force beyond strength he said, you said you listen to that that Hi. i played second guitar on that even though i played bass but on the recording because at that point i'm, I'm learning to write more and like how to write and how i want things to sound and um then dan ended up leaving to go you know because he, he felt pressure from his parents to go to college and all that kind of stuff so we were like, well, PC and I were like, let's for sure get two guitar now because we're writing more technical stuff that needs that sound. Um, and really was was um, a kid in my neighborhood we've just always been friends with and his friend Aaron wrote, we've we used to watch their band play. They had a bang up job um, in our hometown. They would open for us. We're like, hey, you guys just want to be in some of this. So it was like a week later, they were in the band and like it wasn't even like a big deal. It was just like, it just was the new guys in the band. And um, it's crazy now to we'll jump way in the future. I know I'm jumping around, but uh, John Walker from and Split works here with me at Terminus. He's one of our account managers. And then Drew, his bass player from Bang Up Job, <laughs> we just, he's my he's our media, he does like our web content. So like the amount of people in the band that works here with me at Terminus is kind of crazy. That's awesome. So, Matt, Matt, Matt from Pacifico, I think you've interviewed him before. You know, yeah um, yeah so i mean we've got all these people that are from Atlanta seeing the Atlanta scene the work here so, yeah that's <laughs> so awesome a, a fun community so awesome. anyway that's kind of the history of like going to new school records now new school was awesome that the guy from new school knew how to get distro done like diamante know that stuff was cool in the past
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: would be like in every christian bookstore you knew you were pretty much there right yeah the guy from from new school he got us he got us, we, he got us in the listening station you remember back then when you saw the cds and you'll actually hear them yeah we were we were in the hot topic listening station for three months straight i don't know mm-hmm. how he pulled that off like so we were in all the media plays hot, hot topics and all those kinds of things um but so the d- distro was great but i started to notice how. Kids were showing up these things called ipods back in the day that's what that's and then i was like oh you know that's <laughs> like i i'm pretty good about foreseeing where things go yeah so i started double downing and getting into merchandising like we were kind of known for our merch display having like 15 designs 20 designs like having to have double double displays yeah um, because i knew cd sales were going to stop soon they got to the point where we were like bringing our ipod to the show and buy two shirts and i'll put every one of our albums on your ipod right now because back then you, you they didn't have all the restrictions you could just slide music right on the ipod like a hard drive yeah so um we we, we just kind of uh submitted to the digital conversion nice. immediately <laughs> i was like don't even try to fight this this is like yeah gonna happen because people are always like people are always like no, oh, people want tangible stuff and i know that's true but also they don't like e-sales dropped like crazy you know yeah so, um, and eventually I, eventually we stopped playing only because there's not really a hardcore reason to say other than like, I think, um, I remember, I think Josh Kimball said on your interview with him, something similar is like, we started noticing, I didn't like calling it emo punk stuff cause it wasn't, didn't
0: sell emo to me, but everybody called <laughs> it like that, that mall emo that, that overtook.
1: Yeah. 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 And it was like. I mean, and not to say and there's some good stuff in that scene. You know, it's not that we didn't like that, but it was just so, it felt like now we're writing music for people to like us yeah. when originally it was like, we just wrote and then people were like, Oh, I can't wait to hear the next album. You know, it was like, how do we convince the next group of kids to like us? You know what yeah. I mean? And we also were doing tons of label showcases. Like there was one time we got a call from Island records and they were like, Hey, in two days, can you be at CBGB at 4 PM? And it was like, <laughs> Three guys with a suit and the bartender. They they went to the show, it was just they wanted to see us play. Yeah, and they were like, "Done." They're like, "Thanks." And they're like, "Okay." So I guess we drive back to Atlanta now. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you just so many of those things. Or when we were out in LA, LA, you had to play all the best venues you'd ever think of. So that was fun playing those venues, um, especially at nighttime when there was They when they did a showcase where they come see us at a regular show it was the best. Yeah, so we were we we were on that one. Dingy's, Huntington's, and Sidewalk Slam Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a troubadour. Um, like Courtney Love and whatever Writer was there watching us, which just watching bands play. Drive yeah. Through uh, Records was there just scoping up bands. So it's like, and some other people from Labels Capital was there watching. So that was a fun label showcase. I was at the troubadour sold out show. I mean, that was great. But it's like, you tell these wonderful conversations with these labels. They're like, we're just trying to figure out like how how you fit in what we're doing. You know, it's always like you're there, that close, you know, to yeah. something happening. And I think that just wore down on people over time and we just kinda stopped playing after that, you know. And I um, yeah um, I had a side gig when we were home. I had I worked a, a Pepsi's guerrilla marketing team and event marketing stuff. My background's more in, in all that marketing stuff. So I remember um I was out doing that and then i started getting vision of starting terminus which is the guy the guy who made our band's t-shirts i came to him and i was like look let's what if, if i stop the band we can start a company and i'll do all the sales management blah blah whatever you do all the production and then took it from me and him to we have like 50 employees i have like he, he's much older than i I bought him out a couple of years ago so i own terminus 100 now about 15 employees and it's just crazy rock and roll yeah so it's, it's, it's fun to still be connected in the band scene, no yeah. matter what. I mean, there's much more than bands we credit for. But, but I can look back and see how working with certain bands and stuff like that, now they work with this person in the industry. We got, we got some uh, Mystery Science Theater reboot jobs because of some people in the music industry. And,
0: nice.
1: um, you know, thrice, we were really different with the band thrice back in the day. And I don't know what they call me on a Friday night. They're like, "Dude, we're playing the master in Atlanta tomorrow. Can you do like five thousand shirts for me overnight?" And I'm like, "Yep, let's do it." <laughs> and I own a bunch of really fast automated machines for that reason.
2: Yeah,
1: I learned that like bands when we were on tour and you run out of merchandise, you call your printer and be like, "Hey, man, we had a really good show. So Stores had a great night. Can we get more merch?" And then you get punished with late fees. You know, like yeah. So yeah. I felt like. I didn't like that feeling when I was in a band. So we made certain deals with bands and stuff like that. Like, call me whatever you want and no rush fees, no nothing. I know what it's like being in a band. Yeah. You know, and we, the guys we work, <clears throat> we just get it done. Yeah. We were out on the road. But it, it's funny how just to see how things domino effect. And eventually, because we did it with this, we, yeah, we did all the John Mulaney tour merch for his comedy tour but but i got that from a drummer from a band that i knew because he was running sound for him or something like that. that's right so it's great to see the the, the mm-hmm. like like i said it continues you know working with people you know and you know my yeah. thing is i was really good i didn't know what a crm was a lot of people don't know what that is in business but you know it's like a living breathing role in the next space is what it is in business but back then i just would keep a black book of everybody i got in touch with Mm-hmm. Like some way to like, what's their phone number? Just um, not so many people. It's funny how many people didn't have emails back then. You know? Yeah. Or you, I look through the other days, it's a lot of hotmails and aols. Yeah. Right? <laughs> a couple of Yahoo's started popping up. So, but now, but just finding people and being like, you know, really just having them down on Facebook or LinkedIn and be like, cool, found this guy. Wow, we're all old now. We look different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see how the path goes from. I was just playing music in my mom's basement, and in some intrinsic way, I own a company now, and they're all connected. Yeah, it, I mean, you know what I mean. It's 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 a little. You're uh, really cool to stand back and look at that. Like like a timeline is just out of control. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, it's cool. It's it's interesting to see like where people when they leave like. Playing in bands is like a semi full time job. Like what they go into, and like you know, a bunch of people get into like merchandise and, and design t shirts and stuff. And it's it's cool.
1: Well, in EC, he was the uh, for years, he, he was the um tour manager, uh, production manager for T Paint. Like, <laughs> so a lot of people ask why we, you know, we would do random, we did, we did a random like show a while ago. We used to do a lot of shows at Andrew WK. Mm-hmm. See so island would put us out with some of their bands. They would request us to play or send us out with their bands so they were they were we were in that phase when the Fallout Boy and Thrice got signed to island and, and Thursday. Yeah. We were there was phase two about to happen of that about all let's sign a bunch of warp tour style bands kind of yeah. phase. Right. And so that's what we were in was in that phase two kind of consideration, I guess you would say. Yeah. And of course there was nothing official other than when we went on tours and stuff. We had agreements there, but it was not like it's not like i had a, a contract but that was part of the deal like you're 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 seeing how you do basically and how to market you and and um so they put us out with the ngwk on some stuff um and, and that guy's crazy first of all like I mean, in a good way like that guy is like the nicest person and he's not and people love the he, he's not a show you know what i mean it's like like hanging out with him like after we after shows and stuff he, it does, it's him that's him <laughs> He's a unique person um great philosophy like me and him and talk about the craziest stuff you know just the not open my mind to some really neat stuff but it was being out with people like that that was um really rewarding because when he came back to town recently he asked for us to play he didn't know we were bringing. he was like hey you're still together breaking or whatever and it happened so happened to EC, we didn't have a t-paying tour during that time so we got to play open for him again um there's a new venue here and sound guy was one of our friends uh at that venue and and he knows like like programming and stuff like that so while he's while they were running the show there's about a thousand people there sold out show and during our set he knew all like he he knew all like our song he could play some of them and but he was programming the lights to the breakdowns nice. and stuff like that <laughs> uh, and like usually, we were used to playing you know something usually just one light on you know what i mean or like a sometimes like a church gym with like those big beaming lights on you and you're like oh man this is rough <laughs> but then go back and see this is like lasers are firing all over the place and time with our breakdowns and stuff i'm like man that, that was fun it was fun having a show like that reunion show that was like better than most shows
0: yeah and
1: you're doing it for fun there's no reason to like other than fun to do it.
2: yeah
1: like kids flew in like from all over the united states to watch us play that night that's wild i was just like it was one of the best nights i've had in my life by far
0: yeah yeah that whole time of music like going backwards was so weird because it was like there was this pop punk rise with like blink and like phoenix tx and the drive through like newfound scene and then it very quickly like it went up and went down and that second wave yeah. emo came in and there were bands like thrice and thursday who were just like how did like hardcore bands get on major labels? And then there was like the fallout boys and everything that they inspired and like yeah. white, white belts, at hot topic and stuff. And it yeah. was like, it was like the Christian scene was just the hair behind on the punk scene. And they signed tooth and nail signed all those bands and they like one album. And then they're like, ah, oh, we don't know what to do with any of these bands.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's it, it was, geeky. it's funny how the see how some of them think. I mean, there was, um, like random bands people might not remember much they put out like you said just one album like um off the record
0: um yeah.
1: they were they moved over to new school with us over there
0: mm-hmm. um undecided like they did too the decided undecided I it, yeah
1: i can't remember the undecided where they went to Is it they are, i don't know but i've noticed there's a, there's a bunch of new like punk rock labels popping up that are citing like a bunch of these old bands too yeah, yeah fast tracks which is just el Jeppe from no effects's label any the new phoenix tx just came out on that a while ago and like down by laws on there like or unwritten law or What, what are those bands you yeah know what i mean like, so it's like there's in 10-foot hole you know like all these bands are still around um some of them are i mean they trying to do stuff and um it was funny like the reference josh from dogwood's interview you did with him because you hey, know it just there's some mirroring in our stories they're like i had so many songs that i wrote i just we're always writing songs you know yeah. it's just there and i'm just kind of goofing around um and go you know, well there's a good structure for song whatever but we have a media department here at terminus for doing all of our web content but we have a lot of good recording equipment too for audio so i just me and the engineer here, we just, spent multiple, like, he just tracked me for, a, it was about a month that it took to get it done or more, I recorded a whole project where pretty much I'm playing almost everything on it, um, EC's playing drums on it. Um, but what I did was I programmed the drums first, mm-hmm. so I could write all the parts and then give it to EC and he came back in later and, and replaced, uh, the, 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 the program drums with actually playing, yeah. but pretty much all the guitar stuff, multiple vocals, all that stuff, you know, was, uh, it's all me just, you know, just, just letting these songs out, you know, because I, yeah. I felt like, and, um, and I don't mean to be cocky anyway, but just like anybody, it's like, you feel like you're getting better and better and better in writing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of that stuff. Like, it's my favorite. Like, it's I'm real happy with it. Yeah.
2: It's
1: just funny that like, you want the world to be able to hear you and some people have found it too. You know what I mean? We, uh, um, you know, the, the old 17 split fans and stuff have found it, but it's like, yeah, I, w- I want more people to check that out. Cause it means a lot to me. Like I got way better writing lyrics instead of just looking at his lyrics as like melody, like mm-hmm. holders, you know, something. Yeah. So, cause sometimes you write a song, you're like, Oh crap. Okay. I owe the song some lyrics or something. And it's like, when I'm recording lyrics, if I don't know what I'm going to say, I'm going to say the second verse, just right. I'll, I'll just stop. I have a song completely done except for like two lines in the second verse and I'll be like, I'll, I'll eventually record it. Yeah, you know, like I'll get around because I don't have a label pushing me, to put it out. I don't have, it's, I've got the equipment in the next room. I can just go do it. When yeah. I get it, when I hear it, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. um, so yeah, so that's been amazing having that in my uh, fingertips. I've got a new EP about to come out I'm just finished the vocals on that, all the lyrics and vocals on that. Um, so, but that's all under, uh, I call it Courage to Your Heart, is what that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very in that same vein of it's 710 without the breakdowns. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's like no metal. Well, you know what? I,
1: I really liked a lot of shoegaze sho- and like,
0: yeah,
1: kind of ambient kind of stuff. So it's kind of funny if there's times where maybe there used to be a breakdown. Now it's all just ambience. And
2: yeah. yeah. But,
1: but I've never heard bands play like, Back in the day you'd hear like the second guitarist would play like an octave lead over top of this other guitar but in this one the second guitar is playing weird ambient you know noise yeah over the other guitar who's playing straightforward and i'm just trying to create more of emotion with the tone um it's, it's very a lot of this stuff's very somber there's just stuff a lot of people don't realize that. i think there's this there's a genre of new school punk that's in there there are only a few, the few bands kind of live in and it's like like the stuff i'm writing some of this stuff kind of in a way but uh your craig's brother your uh your uh your know, dog would definitely would have been in some of their songs like in there too so yeah obviously there's this you know no use for your name on fat records have that kind of vibe to a lot of their stuff um well even some of the yellow cards faster stuff kind of feels that way to me too but it's, yeah. it's like a sadness or sadness to it it's like but with really melodic vocals over the top of it you know yeah that's cool and um so yeah it has a different emotion it doesn't sound silly folks I mean, you know, it doesn't, sound yeah goofy at all. it's it's very serious kind of stuff um but um yeah it's just that's my favorite style anyway just it's just the it's, it's it's the emotion out there with the lyrics it just goes all well together so um yeah i'm really excited to put out this new thing though because it's it's uh Every song actually is they're connected. Oh, there's it's actually there's this weird theme going on in the whole all the songs and the the four last songs are actually a, goes with the other songs too. They kind of finish up ideas of what happened in the storyline in the last songs. So the courage Your Heart stuff. Nice. So it's it's I like doing it by myself because it's hard to get a bunch of people to be like, Hey, you want to be in this concept album that all the lyrics are about something that I'm trying to convey. You know, it's it's a very personal album for me, so it's kind of fun being Mainly the only persona besides EC, but EC loves the concept of it too. So you know, it's it's
2: we're uh, happy with it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. What led to the uh, two seven ten singles you did that are what separates those from the courage stuff? Yeah, so
1: that is is essentially I would say either what, what makes them well. First of all, they're all recorded in the same spot. You know, the, like but that's. All of us, do we have time to do, do that? Kind of like the Andrew WK show. We all here, can we do that? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, we we've around about making use sort of to split EP um, mm-hmm. or, or singles. I don't know. I, I'm just watching how people do it nowadays and just dropping a lot of singles that equal an album eventually. Yeah. we'll figure it out. But because um, we have plenty of songs, we could be writing. Uh, it's just getting everybody on the same page. Uh, EC does now. He he is contract with in and then now he does stuff for iHeart Radio, okay. but he has a lot more free time. He sets up iHeart Radio studios now all across the country, so I just have to plan it around. Yeah. So, and John Walker's downstairs working. I just be like, "Hey, do you come up here and record a guitar part real quick, you know, or whatever?" You know But um, yeah. and Aaron's right down the street. We and we all it's funny. We all live within miles from each other, so it's like now that ec has more time, I think we'll. we'll it's a, it, we're talking about it. So yeah, I'm, I really hope it works because I'm ready to. Yeah, I mean, just you know, anybody who is like I said, it's cured your heart. Um, you, you can find it everywhere. It's, it's it's on all the distribution, you know, like on streaming services and all that stuff too. Um, but one thing too is like, if uh, I'd love to hear people's uh, input or they check out some of the terminus teas in my company. But we rate we make a lot of web content. It's a lot of weird skits and a lot of comedy. Actually, it's, okay. it's not you know, it's not commercials. It's just really just filming weird stuff all the time. So. Um, I mean, but but my scene, uh, it, it's definitely grabbing attention like crazy. Yeah, we're doing different than other people are doing. So, um, but yeah, we I would, love to, I would love for people to check out our, our our videos that we're making over there. But it's terminus.com dot com or just look at any of the social media. Um, and yeah, check out those those that web content because I think it makes people laugh.
0: Yeah, is the is the social media thing a, a wild thing for you? It's like especially, I don't know if you look at like new bands and how they have to like be on TikTok and reels and the format changes all the time. And you guys probably had like an angel fires.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, man, there's, there's, it's, it's every, everything's different, but you know what, the, the one true value, no matter who they are, I'll give your band or whatever, what that, val- like what value are you bringing to that listener? You know, <laughs> like, entertainment is a value like are you actually you know so i tell people to quit being so self-serving with their social media and like think of what would people like you know like if if you're playing a show and something embarrassing happening put it out there because being self-serving and giving away that content of something weird that happened is way more funnier than like you know just people sitting around talking about their band and just what they're doing next you know whatever like just getting people to engage and like let it be a megaphone or a window into like everything and not be afraid to, you know, and definitely don't care if people don't like it. That's another thing to do. Someone doesn't like it. Just know that there's a lot of people that do. So just keep, keep creating. Yeah. It's, 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 they just, it's interesting how the whole marketing scene works nowadays, but I think that we have so much content because we have so many different customers with different stories. Every T-shirt has a story behind it. Mm -hmm. So I can create the craziest content around anything. So, um, I direct and write a lot of those skits and stuff like that. And um, we have podcasts too and all this
2: other stuff. So. My back is breaking from the weight of the world, the kind of
0: listening to as the story grows our intro music was written and composed by jeremy hunt the as the story grows theme is by bob nana if you like what you hear subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review if you'd like to support the show financially you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on discord if you enjoy this episode share it on social media with your friends much appreciated